This is Brad and Sean in the evening, and this is Release the Adventure, a podcast about going outside and exploring and newly learning about new people and people that just kind of reach out and show us what is the best of the world. I'm Brad, and this is... And I'm Sean. And Sean, you might as well just go ahead and tell them who we're talking about today. Yeah, guys, today we're talking about just a wonderful, inspiring story. We're talking about two-time Paralympian medalist, three-time world champion, triathlete, Melissa Stockwell, the one, the only. (laughs) The the crowd's going going wild, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, who, who is Melissa? So, her journey started out one where she did not think where her life would take her in she went to college at CU Boulder and then during her senior year of college she joined the ROTC program and then 2001 came along and then as us Americans remember 9/11 happened and this was a country shaking world changing experience the scars of what happened from 9-11 are still visible today with all the stuff that's happened in the middle east and so on and so forth but melissa felt like it was not only her duty but it wasn't just a matter of time if she was going to be shipped out it was just a matter of when she was going to be shipped out so she was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the united states army and she was sent out to Baghdad, Iraq. Yeah, I, I heard a little bit of who who a life there, Brad. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if most of you know, um, I'm in the National Guard. Um, I don't res- represent them or speak for them, um, but that's a big part of my life right now. So anytime I hear about someone who's in the Army, I always got to give them a little hua. Little hua hua thank, action. <laughs> thank them for their service because um, it is a pretty amazing thing uh, to step out and Put your life on the line, especially during that 2001 to 2004 area when the Iraqi war was in a full swing and things were way crazy over there um, compared to what the current war we're running in in 2020. Yeah, it was definitely a different vibe back then. It was that was when things were a little bit more traditional, less than kind of the guerrilla warfare that we've been fighting for 15 years now. So it was. It was pretty high stakes for sure. I mean, there's a lot, obviously, still a lot of guerrilla warfare. And that kind of segues into what happened to Melissa. Melissa was on a routine convoy, and one day they're driving along under a bridge, and there's a deafening explosion. They got hit with a roadside improvised explosive device. And. As she's regaining her consciousness, she sees a combat medic fighting for her life, trying to save her life, applying a tourniquet to her left leg. And she looks down, and her left leg is gone. This is obviously an extremely traumatic experience for her. She gets taken to the nearest Army field hospital to stabilize her and then she was 
quickly transported via airplane to Germany. And then eventually she made her way back to the United States to the Walter Reed Hospital. And Brad and I both were on her personal website and I don't know. I mean, for me, it was a little bit more shocking, but on her personal website, it was just one picture and it wasn't all that bad. But if you're interested, you can go on there, look on it. But there was a picture of what the aftermath of what the Humvee looked like and a little bit of the scene with the blood. And it was, it was kind of shocking to me seeing that. And it was, I don't know, it just, it just makes me sad because even though I don't want to get into this too much, I mean, I personally don't agree with the politics of the war, but I still support the troops and the individuals and the humans behind that because they're just doing what they're told more often than not. And a lot of times, you know, these people that are signing up for the military are just trying to make ends meet and trying to make something of their lives later on, something that the military that they hope that they can provide. So, you know, I, I support them in their endeavor. And so it was, it was hard for me to see that, that she just went through college. She was only 24 years old and all of a sudden, bam, her left leg's gone. What what are your thoughts on that, Brad? Um, it's, I've being in the military, you see these type of things and, um, they do a really good job at desensitizing, um, for lack of better terms of what would happen if I was deployed or if we're deployed in that type of thing and things that have happened in the past. And it's never a good sight. It's never something that you ever want to see. And I always want to think to myself that I would react the same way she did, but I don't know. I think she's probably one of the strongest people I've ever heard of. And I know there's lots of people that are in this realm of wonderful humans that bounce back from these crazy things that happen. After she got through that and seeing that picture of that Humvee, it's kind of her stepping point, for lack of better terms, again, that she moved from knowing that she was going to spend 20 years as an officer in the army to now what do I do? Like, what, what? I don't have a leg. I don't, what is the next step in my life? Right. Um, and I love that she didn't take it as a, well, my life's over. I'm going to go home, pack it up. I'm done. She took it more of a, I'm I'm lucky to be here. Yeah. She told a story that when she was at Walter Reed Hospital in the in the states, she was the lucky one out of the crew, mm-hmm. out of the group that was there cuz she saw a lot of other individuals that lost two limbs, three limbs, four and had lost their eyesight and their minds through all the PTSD and all the other things that have happened over there. Yeah. She took it as like a fire, which I think it's incredible that she took this as an opportunity to be better, to keep striving to show other people that there is no, there's nothing in life that should be a pack it up, go home. It should be a, what, what do I need to change? What do I need to do to keep pushing forward? Right. Instead of concentrating on what she couldn't control, and trying to look for some sort of miracle cure to either get her leg back or grow her leg back. I know that's kind of silly and doesn't make sense, but a lot of times people get 
stuck in the mindset of what would it be like if I still had X, Y, or Z. And instead of concentrating on that and things that she couldn't control, she concentrated on what she she could control. And she concentrate on how to move forward, how she can change her everyday life right here, right now, and how she can do right by her fallen comrades and the ones that weren't as lucky as her, like Brad said, that were multiple limb amputees and potentially worse, potentially yeah. completely paralyzed even, or or blind, deaf, etc. And so she wanted to do right by them. And so this this positive outlook, like Brad was saying, is just so strong and inspiring. And I mean, if if I was in that position, man, <laughs> there would be there would be a lot of tears to say the least. And uh, <laughs> I'd, and I've and I've tried to think about it when we've been doing the research on Melissa, but I don't know how I would react. And yeah. I'm lucky that I work a job in the military that's not frontline driving around stuff. I'm in public affairs, so way more of taking pictures and talking to people. But the that could happen. My Humvee could yeah. easily hit an IED at some point. Pray to all the whatever you believe in that that doesn't happen to anyone, but I don't know how I would react. I I truly, truly have no idea how she can, how she's done this where it was almost like a switch where it was just like, well, I guess I'm turning off the, how life used to be. Now I'm turning on how life's going to be without a leg. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it, from her stories, from her personal words, it sounds like, it sounds like the moment she saw her fellow soldiers in such a worse place, this, this was just that, not that losing her leg was a life changing experience, which it was, but seeing, seeing people in a worse position than her is really what did it in for her. It was just like, I, I need to change this. Yeah. You know, I'm in a fortunate position. I'm alive. I have my eyesight. I can, with this prosthetic leg, I can walk, I can run, I can, I can get there eventually. Is it going to take time? Is it going to take a lot of hard work and dedication? Oh yeah, for sure. But I can do that still. And I have the power to do that. And this is my story and I'm not going to let this be the end of my story. For sure. Absolutely. That's perfectly said, Sean. So in 2006, after she was medically released from the military. She had a, while she was still at um, Walter Reed, someone came in and gave a speech and kind of talked about the Paralympics and what different events there were and just kind of what could be the next thing. And she was trying to get through different things and try to start walking and running again. And then she got in the pool. And from her words everything went away and she felt complete. Yeah. Which that just, that's super powerful within itself is that she found something that wasn't about regrowing her leg or having a leg back. It was just feeling accomplished again and yeah, feeling just, like it's, it's there. It's the nest mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. Just being a part of something that she cared about and, doing something that felt right to her and it was something that was just a releasing experience and where she could it just let all of her worries go you know it was something that she could go all out be proud of herself 
and she was getting something out of it in more than one ways, both physically and mentally. You know, it, it wasn't about, oh, boo-hoo me, you know, everyone should feel sorry for me. It was like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna pick myself up by the bootstraps and I'm doing something for my life for myself. And I, I think that was really empowering for her when she got into the pool. She also learned kind of also a similar experience when a nonprofit in Vail taught her how to ski oh, yeah. one-legged. And I, I, did you, I don't know if you remember those pictures, Brad, but I was just like, holy oh, yeah. crap, one, one-legged skiing? That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's so cool. And I was like, I've, and I've seen that one time in Crested Butte because um, uh-huh. they have a big uh, dis, disabled skiing. Yeah. I don't even remember the name of it, but um, yeah. accessibility for disabled people to be able to ski with sit skis. And I did see an individual yeah. doing these one-legged skis where their poles are also skis. And it's just incredible that we have the technology and people have the perseverance to get out there and do something that I that just blows my mind away because I have a hard time skiing right. with two feet. <laughs> I can't ski, but I can kind of snowboard. So that's, you know, ish something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show that in a category, she is disabled, but in her mind, she is not disabled. Absolutely not. She is, she is everything from disabled in, in her own mind, and she's not going to let that stop her. So that being said, after her that 2006 meeting, she wanted to do this. She wanted to go to the Paralympics, and so she trained super hard in, in the pool, and she competed in the butterfly, and she got to compete in the 2008 Summer Olympics in Beijing, China. And she, this was just a wonderful experience to her. This was the kind of the beginning of the uh, accumulation that all this hard work and effort had been worth it. You know, this wasn't something that was just going to go by the wayside. She actually did it. And so this was super inspiring to her. And while she didn't win a medal this year, she did get to carry the flag during the closing ceremony for the United States. And this was, I would say this was just as empowering for her to carry the flag than to win a medal because the whole reason why she wanted to go to the Paralympics wasn't because of herself. She wanted to do it for the country that she loved and the country that she was representing, the country that she went to war for. And so this this was just as good of medal, if not better than a medal, just to honor the country that she loves so much. Yeah. And then after that, I think that really sparked her again, which is crazy to think that someone had like five sparks within like three years of just incredible things. Cause then she moved on from swimming to triathlons that is running swimming and biking. And from there, from 2008 to now, I believe, cause she's still participating in triathlons. Yeah. She's won massive amounts of, so she's had three world champions championships what 2016 won the bronze medal yeah she's she's won so much basically anything on the national level up to the international level she's won and just in 2019 even though she's a mother of two and whatnot she won the silver medal at the 2019 it itc triathlon national competition so she's still very much in 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 this and still very much 
just a super competitive, amazing athlete. Yeah. And I can't do a triathlon. I don't know if no, you've no. tried, Sean. No, <laughs> I've known a competitive uh, tri- triathlete in college, and he was sponsored. And man, that guy was that guy was crazy fit. He was one of the most fit people I've ever known in my entire life. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and going on with that, something that she's created from her love for triathlons and kind of that pushes dare to try and that's dare the number two t-r-i dare to try and it's all about empowering individuals adults kids veterans people with disabilities visual impairments and cancer cancer patients to become triathletes and if you get a chance get on the dare to try website and watch their little documentary that's right on the front page it is wonderful it's a tearjerker it it got me really (laughs) good because there was an individual on there that had cancer from um, when she was in high school until middle of her college and she wasn't able to do any sports Mm -hmm. and I did a lot of sports in high school and that kind of shaped me in a way to want to do a couple different things that I did in college and she pushed through cancer, which yeah, whoa, to her. That's amazing. I'm so proud of her. Um, Definitely. And now she's become like a triathlon athlete. And she's, I believe she was on their uh, development team. Yeah. And that's so cool. That is an amazing thing for her because now she's getting to the point where she's probably going to compete in the Olympics at some point. Right. The Paralympics. And could possibly end up on their elite team mm-hmm. when it comes to Dare to Try. And if you ever yeah. get a chance, they have all their athletes on here, little bios about all of them. And it's a really good read if you're ever feeling like a little bit of empowerment and just reading about these amazing humans. Yeah, yeah. she she made Dare to Try in 2011, or she, she co-founded, I should say. And like Brad said, just a wonderful nonprofit just trying to inspire others and train others to bring out their, their best, let them know that this isn't the end of your journey. This is just the beginning and you have the power inside of you to change whatever you'd like. And she continued that journey in the 2016 summer Olympics in Rio. She got a bronze medal in her event. She was the bronze medal finisher for the triathlete And also during that time was also super inspiring for her. The USA swept the podium for the Paralympic triathlon. So she got to stand up there with her teammates. And this was, this was it. She, she finally was able to accomplish that Paralympic dream. And I don't think she's quite, quite done yet. I think she's still got a lot of give left to give to this world and to so many other people that can, that she knows can aspire to be so much more. And I I, th- I think she has the power to bring that out. The, the, the best in people she's, when you listen to her talk, she's a, you can tell she's a truly ha- happy person. Mm-hmm. Her losing a leg is, is it's not the end of the world to her. You know, in fact, during her Ted talk in Vail, she did this cute 
funny little thing where she was joking about how, you know, maybe I won't have the best dance moves anymore. And then she's like, well, you know what? I do have one cool dance move that no other person with two legs can actually do. And she picks up her left leg up the leg that is missing. And she spins around her, her, her prosthetic leg in this like (laughs) completely in, in, in human fashion. And it was just really kind of cutesy and fun. Yeah, for sure. So there's also a couple other things that she's done. And one that I want to definitely reach out to you guys that is actually a book that she wrote in 2020 is The Power of Choice, My Journey from a Wounded Warrior to a World Champion. And I'm not sure if it's out yet, but I definitely am going to get my hands on it the minute it comes out. Um, Because just the ability to hear straight from her. Yeah, it's on hardcover on Amazon, so you can definitely buy it when you can. Yeah, it comes out July 14th, 2020. So amazing. Definitely get on there, pre-order, show your support for her, um, because that's definitely a book that I'm going to get my hands on, because that's super inspiring, and she's just the type of person that I want to try to live up to be and be able to use the fortune that I've been given to be able to push forward and help everyone I can. Yeah, definitely. I think she said it really well during her TED talk. She said, own your story, be proud of yourself and look around. There's inspiration everywhere, even in the darkest corners. And I I think that carries a lot of weight and something that a lot of people miss a lot of time is number one, be proud of yourself. I mean, I definitely struggle with that. I've never had good self-esteem, but that's something I always have to keep in the back of my mind that there's a lot that I've done that I need to be proud of. And you know what? I'm a good person. And I think, I think everyone out there should remember that too, that you're a good person and you have something to give to everyone. Yeah. And also that there's inspiration everywhere. It could be just on your daily jog, you know, just the nature, the rustling of the trees. And you might just run into someone new on your way and they share to you with an inspiring story that you've never heard before. And so just look around, take it all in. It's, it's all in your court. Mm-hmm. You are the control of your own destiny. And what you do with that destiny is up to you. It's not, and there's not a set path either. And that's one thing that I love about her stories. It's not cookie cutter. It's not like, well, this happened, so I have to do this, so I have to do this to do this. I think she is the definition of someone who says, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. Exactly. It's not something I want, not something I need. It's what I'm going to do. This is it. And yep. she said, I'm going to be an Olympian. Exactly. And sure enough, she's got medals on her chest to prove that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think, I don't even know when the next summer is. Was that? Uh, next- it would have been this year, but it got postponed to 2021 because of uh, the old, ye old coronavirus. <sighs> oh, Rona. So... Next year, I could super promise and bet that she'll be up there for the Paralympics. And this will be the first year that I'm going to try to specifically tune in because I want to definitely watch her triathlon and whatever other events she gets herself into. For sure. Yeah. And I was looking on Twitter and I'm not, I I think she's competing, but at the very least, she's at least involved with the Olympic 
committee still and as at least helping in some sort of capacity. But I think you're right, Brad. I think she is going to compete yeah. in the Tokyo Summer Olympics. Which will be awesome to see. And if anybody wants to follow her on Twitter, it's at mstockwell01. And it's full of all kinds of inspiration within itself, too. Yeah. Um, she's definitely a dork. Oh, yeah. In the best <laughs> sure. way possible. <laughs> yeah. She's just super fun. and. If you get any chance, scroll through her Twitter. You get a couple laughs out of it. Yep, It's super wonderful. And for our roadie bicyclist, cyclist out there, Ooh. check out her Trek bike, though. Oh, man. Ooh. Her bike is sweet. That thing's oh. like, that's like top of the line professional bike, and it's probably yeah. at least $10,000 bike. Oh, man. So triathlon bikes are something that me and Sean have never got into. Um, I doubt we ever will. Because that's whole- one day. That's moving. Oh, Good luck for you. I will give you full <laughs> support over there. I ain't doing no triathlon. And triathlon bikes are these weird, like, they look really blocky compared to, like, road bikes. Mm-hmm. And, Very aerodynamic. And, and hers is so pretty. It's got a flag on it. Uh, it's Trek. Man, I love Trek. Trek, if you hear this, help us out. <laughs> Always reaching out. So... Yeah, for sure. And if you guys want to look at some of the research that we did to do this episode, we'll have all those links in the show notes down below. Well, Sean, do you any have other any other final? Th- yeah. oh, well, 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 we on the same page. We on a, <laughs> what else you got, Sean? Because I was about to hit you with the same thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of exciting things coming up from our end, guys. We have recently just completed our new logo design contest so we are working with our designer for the next couple more days to really just tweak it in dial it in get exactly how we want it we're gonna get a brand spanking shiny new logo so that's really exciting and then i'm gonna i'm gonna throw down a teaser for you guys the guys that that stuck it to them to the end but we got a big interview coming up big big interview Are you stoked, Brad? Oh, I'm more than stoked, baby. I cannot wait. I'm reading his book right now. I'm going to tell you who, but we'll be reading his books. And we're just really excited to get to know this guy and get to have an actual conversation with him. Um, Because there's all these people that we get to talk about, but finally we get to talk to someone who's absolutely incredible. We're not going to tell you who, but y'all better be there because it's going to be good best-selling author really great fitness fitness person just wonderful wonderful and a really really smart person too a lot of science in his books goes deep deep down into the details really exciting and so yeah, gonna, i look forward to that next friday it should be out and i'm gonna throw this out there if you can guess who it is and you better not be someone that knows us <laughs> exactly because <laughs> i think we've talked about it with a couple people and you better right. not be spoiling nobody if you can guess who it is and say it on our Twitter, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. Yep. Speaking of giving away money, we're still doing that. Still doing it. Still doing it. Yeah. So if you send us a screenshot of your subscription to at release the adventure to our Twitter, you are entered into win the $20 gift card. Also, if you share or um, excuse me, if you leave a review on iTunes or any other podcast platform where reviews are a thing, 
yeah, we'll 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 send you something so, something. We we haven't quite oh, figured that out. But yeah, yeah. If, if you if you leave reviews, that'd be man, that'd be super helpful. Super, super helpful. The yeah. the algorithms love reviews. Yes, so we truly appreciate it. Yeah. This is uh release the adventure. And we're really happy that you guys were here to experience and learn a little bit about Melissa Stockwell and thank you guys for being here. Whoa!